Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center where you will hear from people who have stories that once seemed hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Hey guys, my name is Tatum and I am here with Joey. Hey everybody. We are on the leadership team here at the Dream Center, and today we will be talking with Shelby. She is the executive assistant here at the Dream Center. So Shelby, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we are so excited to hear more about your story. So Shelby, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about who you are um, and how you came to the Dream Center? Sure. Um, So I am currently married. I have been married for actually almost five years now, and we have a sweet, sweet daughter. Her name is Penny. And she's almost six years old. We adopted her um, actually six months into our marriage. Um, So that was fun. But um, just to give you like a little background of uh, myself and my childhood, I am originally from a small town called Hookstown. It's like an hour right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I had a pretty rough childhood growing up. I will say um, when I was four years old, a very strong memory that I have is when my mother left us as a child. So I did have a twin sister and a younger brother and I um, actually remember um, her walking out and me and my sister were looking out the window and I just started running after her and this man pulled up in a car and she got in with him and I just you know was crying and asking where she was going and is she coming back and um, so yeah I just like that uh, moment in my life was really hard for me from there my parents got divorced obviously and they had partial custody where I would see my mom every other weekend and that really didn't happen all that often though Um, unfortunately my mom always had an excuse and always always seemed busy so um, my dad was a single parent and because of that we did grow up in poverty he had to work two jobs uh, sometimes and had help from his parents and so my grandparents were a huge influence in my life I think they really set the groundwork for my foundation with understanding who Christ was and we grew up in the church. They took us to church every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. So yeah, like my, that's basically the beginning of my childhood anyway. So that's in, in there where I'm talking about you as a little child and watching your mom drive away at that moment. That must have been a hard place, right? Yes, very much. Um, of course, there's probably somebody listening to our podcast today that's gone through that same situation. Where did you, where did you find hope? I know that was young, but did you find hope in any place at that point in time in your life? Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I feel like even being like a small child, I, so where I said my grandparents were a huge influence in my life, we actually were raised on their farm. It was beautiful, 18 acres in sweet Hookstown, Pennsylvania. And honestly, I found hope, I think, in the little things, um, whether that just being in nature, like I found myself a lot just sitting in the field um, and on our small farm, just talking to God and just um, saying, you know, just saying things like, God, I, I don't know why I'm in this position, but I understand there may be a reason later on, although I didn't really understand as a child. Uh, but I was just thankful for those small little glimmers of hope that I did have. I was thankful for the, you know, I'd talk to the animals, which was maybe sounds a little crazy, but I did that as a, as a child and I loved it. I would sing to them. I had, you know, I found joy in music and, and really just other people that were um, in my life and in the church that spoke truth to me and just were encouragements to me. So the Dream Center is located in South Carolina, and you are from Pennsylvania. So how did yes. you make that trip from Pennsylvania down to South Carolina? What was the reason for you coming 
down to the South? Yes. Thank you. I love that question. Well, when I was 18 years old, I decided that um, I wanted to move away from my dad. He made a lot of poor decisions um, growing up and it just made things a lot harder. And so I actually started going to college um, five hours away, which is still in Pennsylvania. I was actually closer to Penn State. My first year of college was there. And in that first year, I actually started talking to my mom. Now, granted, before then, I didn't really talk to her a whole lot. We didn't really have a lot of words. I didn't really know who, who, who she was really. Um, but I started talking to her in that first year because I always wanted to get to know her. I wanted to be close to my mom. So in that first year, we got to know each other pretty well. And she was like, hey, why don't you move down here to South Carolina? Like you can live with me. You can finish college. And I'm thinking, wow, like that is amazing. Like I would love to do that. I want to get to know who you are. I want to have a relationship with you. This is something I've always wanted, always dreamed of. So after my first year, I actually moved down here to South Carolina to continue my college education. So that is how I got to South Carolina. And I lived with her for about two years and everything went really well. We um, got to know each other. Everything was, you know, good. We um, got pretty close for the most part. And then one day, all of a sudden, she... Uh, she started cussing me out, telling me how horrible of a child I was, that I needed to go do fun things like go to parties and go drinking. And I was in college and, uh, you know, I grew up in the church and I, I really just didn't believe in doing those things. And I just didn't understand why she was pushing me away. And eventually it led to the point of her kicking me out of her house and I wasn't even done with college yet. Um, so at that point, I was about to be homeless and have nowhere to go. And I, at that point, that's where um, I went to church like I always had. I had nothing else to look, to look towards except for Jesus Christ. Um, and so I went to my church on that Sunday morning. Um, just praying and asking God, what do I need to do? Because I don't, I, I'm not going to have a place to live. And the Lord was pressing on my heart to go to our prayer room. And I'm like, God, I don't need prayer. I am arguing with him. I do not want to go ask for prayer. I mean, that's asking for help. No, absolutely not. I, I don't want to do that. That just seemed like a, such a small thing to do, but at the same time, I was arguing with God, and I didn't want to do that. Um, I was very shy back then. I didn't want to get out of my comfort zone. I didn't feel comfortable to do that. But in the end, after the sermon, I don't even know what it was about, I actually did go to the prayer room, surprisingly, <laughs> and I walked down the stairs, and I get set up with this lady, and I start telling her my story of my mom and where I came from, and, you know, she's kicking me out, and I have nowhere to go, and you know, I'm just asking for prayer for that, that maybe the Lord can just send me somewhere in the right direction. And this person was actually Chris Wilson, who is our executive director here at the Dream Center. And at that time, it was about seven years ago where she was actually getting ready to purchase the Dream Center building. I tell her my story. She says she feels like the Lord is calling her to let me live with them. And so that's, and that's what happened. Did she just instantaneously know that the Lord was like, you are the one, Shelby is supposed to live with me, or did that take a little bit of time for her to come around to that idea? Well, okay, so if you know Chris Wilson, she is a very curious person, and um, so she was asking me a lot of questions, and I, and in her mind, because um, she did tell me the other side of her story, if she, if it, if it went her way, she wouldn't have had me come to her house just because that would have been more stress. She didn't know who I was. I mean, I could have been some stranger or doing drugs or doing any kind of things. Obviously, she had kids to take care of. Um, so there could have been a number of reasons why she didn't want me there. But she did feel like God was pressing her heart. And she was like, okay, so if I ask her if she, let me just ask her if she has a car. If she has a car, okay, I think maybe she can live with us. And so she asked me that. And I said, yes, I have a car. I pay for my own car. I have my own gas. I have a job. And then she was like, okay, that's checked 
check. And maybe if I ask her, where does she work? If she works in Easley, I, then I think that this is really a, a real deal kind of thing. And so she asked me and I said, yes, I work at Fats and Easley. It was a restaurant and I was a server at the time. And she's like, oh my gosh, I really do feel like the Lord is calling me to let you live with me. But I do have to talk to my husband. So it was a week, it was about a week um, before I could move in, but it was literally that weekend. So that I was, I was able to do that. Wow. What a story, you know, of how you got involved at the Dream Center. You know, that was a major working of the Lord, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, switching gears a little bit, I know you started working eventually after college at the Dream Center, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, How did the, how does the Dream Center impact your life? Yes. Wow. There are so many things I feel like the Dream Center has impacted my life. I mean, just um, my entire childhood and growing up, I honestly felt very unwanted. Yes, I did have people in my life that encouraged me and told me the truth and that loved me, but at the same time, people who are supposed to really love me, my mother, did not. And so I felt very unwanted and very unloved. And when I came to the Dream Center and, and I met Chris for the first time, I felt so loved. Felt so loved, felt supported. I was giving opportunities. I mean, Chris just started mentoring me like crazy, and I took every ounce of that in because I wanted to learn, and I wanted. I was just so thankful for the opportunity that she gave me to live with her, her and her family. Um, that so that has impacted me, and because of that, I want to now change other people's life. I want people to know that there is hope in Jesus, that like your life has a purpose, and everything that you go through is for a reason, and that God can turn that around if you allow him, Um, but we have to be willing also, and we have to be humble enough. If I wasn't humble enough to go to the prayer room that day, I wouldn't be here today. That's exactly right, Being, being humble enough to realize that you need need that support, need that help. Mm -hmm. I know that that is a great impact uh, that the Dream Center has had on your life because I'm one that has been impacted by the Dream Center too, so I understand that. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how the Dream Center has specifically impacted you. What are things that you have learned while you have worked here? And also just tell us the process of you becoming the executive assistant. Were you always an assistant or what does your positions look like while you've been here? Sure. Well, since Chris invited me into her home. They were getting ready to purchase a building. She was like, hey, since you're going to be living here for free, um, I really need you to help us out at the Dream Center. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. I was going to college for human services. So yes, I didn't always start off working here. Um, Back then, the Dream Center really didn't have a whole lot of money. So they really, I mean, Chris wasn't even making money at the time. So I started off as a volunteer and then eventually I had to do an internship for school. So I interned here. And then, which also led to me being an AmeriCorps member, because at that time, again, the Dream Center still couldn't afford to hire me. So I was willing to do whatever it took. And being an AmeriCorps member was awesome. Um, You don't get paid a whole lot of money to be in this program, but it is through a federal government program. And they teach you just how to help people who are in homeless or in needy situations, help them apply for food stamps and Medicaid. And um, they just give you a lot of resources So I learned a lot just being in that program. Um, And then after two years in that program is when I eventually became Chris's assistant. A lot of people come through the doors here at the Dream Center. We're very much aware of that. Yes. In your time of thinking back when you first started, is there a particular person or individual that came through the Dream Center that really impacted your life and you, you went, this is where I need to be, this is where I need to serve? That's a good question. Honestly, okay, so back then, um, it was Chris, Shannon, and Petrina. I will say they all three had a major impact. Like, I didn't really know. It's interesting because 
when I first um, was getting ready, to, I was like going into my senior year of college. I really didn't know what the Lord was calling me to do, but the dots were all coming together eventually. And I just felt like, okay, if I can just do the next right thing, I really feel like the Lord will eventually show me where I need to be. And at that time, we had an AmeriCorps member um, before me, and she was actually getting ready to step down and leave AmeriCorps because she had done her, her time with AmeriCorps. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the most perfect opportunity for me to, to take so I can just continue my service here. I really just felt like I wanted to be here. I didn't know why necessarily. I didn't know all that I was going to do. I never even expected to be Chris's assistant. My gosh, I just wanted to work here because this place had purpose. This place brought me joy. And I've just never experienced that before. I've never experienced this fullness of joy that, that I don't know, just serving here does. I, I can't even explain it, really. I think you just have to really experience it for yourself. You know, Shelby, I was hearing your story, and you were talking about that time in college where that happened with your mom, going back there for just a second. And you, at that time, uh, expressed that you felt rejected and discouraged. I am sure that there's somebody listening today that's probably maybe in that same spot, like right now. Yeah. And so how would you encourage them to keep moving forward? Yes. Well, definitely to keep moving forward is definitely important. But I think surrounding yourself with people who really care about you. And, you know, that it's not always easy because you have to be intentional about those things. You have to find those people. And you don't find those people necessarily if you're working in a restaurant business or if you're working in retail. Those people aren't necessarily going to be there. They might be. But you're going to find those people in the church. You need to go to a church. You need to get involved. You need to be in a, a Bible study, whatever that looks like for you. But you need to; those are the people that you need to surround yourself with because those are the only people that are going to encourage you and love you where you are and just be honest with you and tell you the truth. So whether that is from um, telling you the truth like, hey, like what you're doing right now is not very wise to, hey, like you have a purpose and an identity in Christ that God has created you for a purpose and you need to, you know, keep going this route or you need to turn this way because you're going the wrong way. And those people, I've seen those people all throughout my life, people in my childhood, whether that's my best friend that I've now known for 25 years and her family, or whether that is people now that I work with or people now that I serve with at church. I mean, it is just people that I think that really just helped me and has helped me and does help me now, even still, to keep moving forward. You mentioned that you have grown from the people that you work with. I know personally, and I can I feel that all of us can attest to the fact that we are so thankful and we're very privileged that we work in a faith-based organization yeah. where the Dream Center is through and through gospel-centered, where we are fighting for the kingdom expansion and we believe in the work of, of Christ himself. And um, so, Shelby, just, just speak on how you have spiritually grown in your faith by serving as a volunteer and then as an AmeriCorps member and then now as an executive assistant. How have you grown in your walk with Jesus through the Dream Center? Yes, thank you. I love that question because, wow, my faith has so immensely grown. Yes, I knew that Christ was real. Yes, I, kn- I have always believed that um, he has died on the cross for our sins. And yes, those things I absolutely grew up with, had a foundation for growing up as a child, But when I came to the Dream Center, I experienced God like I've never experienced before. I've seen miracles, like down to like when we were struggling back in the day and we didn't have money, that the Lord would just provide this check for the exact amount of the utility bill, down to um, providing toys for Santa Shop because we were about to be out for the next appointments that we had for our Christmas program. It was just 
small things like that that I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Like God is around every single corner down to like people's lives being changed. People who have been in drugs or who have been in terrible situations just being, oh man, just their lives being completely changed and turned around to them just like loving the Lord so much. They have so much passion and so much fire. And for me, that encourages me like that. I want that passion and I hope I have that passion. I strive to have that passion because um, ultimately he's, he is the only thing that matters. You know, we see that, that change in people's lives. It helps us realize that that change can happen in our lives too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's great because you know, you hear that and we have times and experiences that we see in other people's lives that because they've been changed, we know that that can happen in our life. Yeah. And so uh, I know that there could be somebody sitting out there now and they're hearing your story of hope and they're going, man, I wish I had that. I, I want that for, for my life. Uh, maybe there's even a younger Shelby that's sitting there and going, man, I, I hear this. If you could sit down in front of her and talk to her today, how would you encourage her? Well, I think I would say great things don't come easily, which is a core value here at the Dream Center. And I would say that because back then I had an insane victim mentality, and I still struggle with that today. You know, just wanting fairness, just wanting the right things. Like, my life has been so difficult. Why me? Why me, God? And I would say that a lot in my life. And I think I would just, I would tell her for sure, great things don't come easily. Your life has a purpose And don't just walk, but you need to run to Christ because he is the only thing that matters. You know, I heard that even today as I was listening to a radio program. And on that program, it was saying that we are all time stamped by Christ because we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we are in his image. And I think I think that is awesome. And you just described that very well. So Shelby, you have so many things to be proud of. You have a beautiful daughter, you have an awesome husband, and you guys have grown so much, and you have personally grown so much by by the grace of God, honestly, and um, it is evident that you are sold out entirely to the gospel. So what would you say that you're most proud of in your life? Yes. Um, Wow. I feel like there are definitely lots of things to be proud of, but I, I feel like I look at our world today and... I feel like you don't see much people who have resiliency, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I have resiliency, that I have um, stuck it through, that I have kept moving forward because I could have 100% been on the other side of this story. I could have went through a a lot more things. I could have um, done drugs, and I could have gotten stuck in a life that is only of this world and that is miserable and that is death ultimately. And I'm just so proud of myself honestly just looking back over the years that I have been able to move past that and honestly get out of my head I mean I think your brain is very powerful and you know your thoughts have a lot of say in what you do and so being able to teach yourself to talk yourself out of certain certain things certain situations whether you want to say something or do something is very powerful. I mean, people, I think, sometimes don't understand how powerful your thoughts really are, but they really are. And self-talk, self-talk is is one of those things that I'm, I'm just proud of. I'm also just really proud of the relationship that my mom and I actually now have. Um, as I said before, it, it wasn't good when she kicked me out of her house, but we have um, 
reconciled those differences and we have a great relationship now and I'm just thankful for that. That's awesome. How has your family been impacted by not only the Dream Center, but by the Lord? How have you guys been uh, transformed over the time that you and Matt have been married? And what does that journey look like for you guys? Well, I love that you asked that. I will say marriage is the hardest thing um, in my journey with Christ um, because it definitely brings out the worst in you, um, the things that I would have never seen about myself if I stayed single. So I'm thankful that I've I've gotten married because I think it's been able to grow me spiritually, but also my husband. We actually just went through this season of our marriage that was very difficult. He has ADHD um, severely and wasn't taking medicine, but he is now, and it has made a huge difference in our lives. And Honestly, he he also ser- serves here at the Dream Center. He he loves serving here. He's a very servant-minded person, which is why I fell in love with him in the first place. And the Dream Center has meant a lot to him. For him personally, we actually just had this conversation literally last night. Um, and he said, "Hey, you know, I think the Lord has really brought the Dream Center and me just cutting the grass at the Dream Center to, in my life." So I couldn't be showcased because I need to learn how to be humble. And I think the Lord brought that into my life to teach me how to be humble. And I'm like, I love that. Like, I think I, there's been times where I have definitely had to be humbled at the Dream Center too. So I get that. And so we get to experience that together. And that's just, man, that's just powerful. And that's just really cool. And then we also, you know, we do have our daughter, Penny, who we did adopt. And that was a journey. Still is a journey because she's not 100% fully adopted. So pray for that. But um, she is the best thing that could have ever happened to us. We got her six months into our marriage. We weren't really planning on having any kids. And honestly, if you ask me, I didn't want any kids simply because of raising basically my dad and my brother and my sister and myself when I was younger. So I didn't want to really have to do that again. But I'm so thankful that God brought that into my life, that God brought our little girl into our life because it just wouldn't be the same. Well, Shelby, we too have been on that journey of adoption, so I totally understand that. And it has been a joy and a privilege to have you here today with us. And so we're so glad that you shared your story of hope. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Stories of Hope today. We will see you next time. And remember, one person can't do everything, but every person can do something. Thanks for joining us today for Stories of Hope. For more information about the Dream Center, visit our website at dreamcenterpc.org. Additional resources related to today's episode can be found in our podcast show notes.